Hi, I'm Monumente Reme. That's Unam Imneritni backwards. And I played Ichib on Star Trek Voyager. You're listening to the Trek Geeks podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. show this side of the Alpha Quadrant, your independent Star Trek podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Trek Geeks. Thanks so much for downloading and being with us. We're glad you're here. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. Joining me as he does this time every episode, well, you know, he didn't fire the phasers on the NX-01, but I sure as hell would love to fire him out of photon tube. He's the very brilliant and sparkling Dan Davidson. Dan, welcome aboard, muchacho. You always got to bring that NX-01 crap up at certain times, don't you? I do. I love that ship. Wonder why that I, is. I huh. hate you. Oh, oh wow! That just <laughs> kind of escalated quickly. I was going to say thanks for being here. I do have a question. Yeah. What if it was a different time that you introduced me on the show? Because you always say, as he does every, at this time every episode. What if it was later? Like the end? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be like the opening credits of Miri being the end credits, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I think you just gave me a, a Janeway brain cramp. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Dan, speaking of which, we had a, a great episode commentary last week. We had a lot of fun with it, with yes. Miri. Uh, lots of feedback that our wives should host this show instead of us. How do you yeah. respond, Dan? Hey, they are the better half of both of us. So why not? I, I think getting them to do that is going to be quite the challenge, though. That that ain't happening. <laughs> I was thinking that we could do some uh, drunken spouse commentary. We feed Sue and Kelly a bunch of wine and make them watch an episode that we don't like. Oh, my God. I love that idea. I'm yeah, going to ask her about that. I'm <laughs> sure the answer is going to be no, but I'm going to try because well, I love the fans and I love the podcast. Well, Dan, speaking of things we love, we have another special guest geek for the full hour. Oh, my God. Another one. Yes. A return guest geek. Um, Mr. Trek Ranks. Enterprise Extra. Jeez, man. How many names do you actually have, dude? Jim Morehouse is here for another episode of the Top 10. And this week it is in honor of the 30th anniversary of The Next Generation. Jim, welcome. That's James T. Morehouse to you. Oh, so sorry, <laughs> sir. Okay. <laughs> Excited to be here. Excited to be here uh, on the NX01. <laughs> the T stands for Tiberius, of course. Of course. Uh Okay. Jim, we are psyched to have you here. We're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about some some TNG this year. We're happy you're joining us, man. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. We did the TOS, which you know, eighty episodes, there's a lot of duplicates, you mm. know, it was gonna be a lot of crossover. These lists are gonna be very different and it's gonna be interesting to see what you guys come up with. You think, think so, we, huh? And how wrong Dan is. Uh, yes, and how wrong Dan Well, uh, as we know from Michelle Speck, it's always Dan's fault. <laughs> So, Dan, you're screwed, buddy. That's all right. I'm used to it. 
Speaking of being used to it, by now you should be used to giving out the contact info, mon frere. Why don't you give it a a whirl? Absolutely. I'm going to do it best I can on Twitter, Facebook, and Skype, and on Instagram. Our handle is TrekGeeks. You can send us an email at podcast at trekgeeks.com. Or you can give us a call at 508-784-1701 to leave a voicemail online at speakpipe.com slash trekgeeks. As always on Facebook, you can join our official group, Camp Kittimer. We've got some cool people there, like Jim Morehouse. No, Jim Morehouse isn't on there, so no, he's, never he's mind. Not on, not on Facebook, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Camp Kittimer. Uh, all of our... Uh, Folks on the site are having great discussion as always, and just go to that site. Heather, Jackie, or Dan will let you write in to join on all the fun. But just remember, we're going to write down what you say, we're going to record it, and we're going to use it. So just watch yourself. Wow, what's with all the the harshness? It's, it's no, it's protect. I want to protect the people. You never know <laughs> what's going to be used against you at some point. Yeah, or you could just say uh, we might use it on the show. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be, we might use it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to do it. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So uh, oddly enough, Jim Morehouse not in Camp Kettimer. Mark Zuckerberg is. No. <laughs> wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank God that didn't really happen. Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who that guy is. Uh, and with that, we shall move <laughs> face base. We shall move on to the news, gentlemen. <laughs> time for Jim Morehouse's favorite segment. It's the news from treknews.net. Ooh, the NBC News theme. Very I'm flipping nice. channels tonight. That's right. Little, little John Williams. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's the news from treknews.net online at treknews.net. I bet you didn't know that. Dan, Jim, up first. Birthday greetings this week to he who will always be James T. Kirk. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, Happy birthday to William Shatner. The captain himself turned an amazing 86 years young this week, uh, March 22nd, 2017. It really is amazing. 86, and he is still going like he is 21, and I think it's going to be that way for a long time. Happy birthday, Captain, and uh, thank you for being the one who started it all. He really is, and um, I hope that and Jim, I'm sure you agree with this too. If I have half the energy that Bill Shatner does at uh, at 66, I'm going to be really happy. It's unbelievable, this guy's energy. He does not stop. Retire, man. Take, <laughs> take some time off. You're wearing me out. <laughs> Bill, you He's, don't have half his energy now. <laughs> exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. I wish I did. I mean, God. I, um, you know, he is. He's a force of nature. He's like I said. He's always going to be Captain Kirk, even when he's just being William Shatner. Uh, I I love the guy. I'm sure you guys love the guy. Um, and uh, what can we say about Happy Birthday? Right. Happy. I birthday. love the guy, even when he's flaming everybody and trolling everybody. It's it's hilarious. It's it's his thing. Just let him do it. Yep. He's turned that into an art form now. It's, it is an art form. <laughs> it is hilarious to watch. He's uh. It's it's not troll level one thousand now. It's Shat level one thousand. <laughs> Let's see, uh, Dan. Up next, you love um, you love Star Trek novels, and uh, there's a, a rumor that you may have already pre-ordered the one that you're about to talk about next. Can you confirm or deny, sir? I will absolutely confirm that I have pre-ordered it. Uh, I actually brought up uh, the autobiography of James T. Kirk a couple of weeks ago when we were doing our top ten 
or our see it or skip it rather of of, uh, of the original series and how that novel helped me appreciate the conscience of the king a lot more than I originally had. Um, well, uh, see it's it. very. Oh, oh no, you please go ahead. <laughs> no, I said see it. Let's <laughs> okay. <skip> it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the author of that novel, David Goodman, is going to be releasing his second quote unquote autobiography. It is going to be the autobiography of Jean Luc Picard. Very excited about this. Um, I have pre-ordered it on Amazon, and it will be releasing throughout the quadrant on April 3rd. So, uh, excuse me, October 3rd. So, we've got a ways to go. Wow, I was getting all excited because me it's too. like next week, and now yeah. you've – once again, it's your fault, Dan. I did that on purpose just to disappoint you, co-host. Uh, add that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, this uh, this sounds like a fabulous book. And, uh, Jim, are you a big novel reader? You know, I used to be. I've – Definitely cut back in the recent years, but I read the James T. Kirk autobiography. David Goodman killed it. Absolutely oh, yeah. killed it. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And you were right about the uh, Conscience of the King and how it, how that book added to the episode. It really, yeah. really did. It made me appreciate it more as well, even though I already loved it. But, <laughs> uh, but when I heard this was coming out, so excited. It's perfect. Absolutely fantastic they're doing it. Dan, didn't you call Conscience of the King a skip it? I did, but I said it was a skip it because of how it made me feel when I was growing up watching it. It made me think of of like uh, you know Hitlerish uh, character, and it was very uncomfortable for me. And then I was also very disturbed by what um, Kirk's friend had happened to his face with the leather covering, and it was just something that always bothered me a lot. But the novel helped me appreciate it more, so it was always a skip it for years and years and years. So I kept it as a skip it on the episode, but it is something that I appreciate now. That is the best waffle since uh, since Aunt Jemima. That is amazing. <laughs> That's a great I job, buddy. Kudos win. to you. Uh, well, thank you very much. And I can't <laughs> believe you guys think uh, Lenora Khan was overacting. Uh, no, she does go a little bit off the top. No, when she I don't, goes know, what I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, I rated the episode of Skip It. I, I mean, I see it. I should I at least it. get yes, a pass. You did. Yes, yeah. you did. Love that episode. Uh, the other thing I love is uh, Star Trek Discovery. Even though it hasn't premiered yet, I'm very excited. And Dan, it looks like uh, several cast members were out on the town in Toronto this week. Yeah, this was very cool. It's not an official picture, but uh, a photo of almost the entire cast did emerge this week. Uh, several cast members were celebrating the birthday of James Frain, who will be playing Spock's father, Sarek, in Star Trek Discovery. And uh, they had just a great photo was taken with cast members Jason Isaacs, uh, Michelle. Yo, Chris Obi, Sonequa Martin Green was there with her husband Kenrick, Doug Jones was there, James Fran, of course, and also Shazad Latif. Uh, so it was really cool to see them all together. So they really are filming. Uh, that's kind of cool. When we're going to see it, we still don't know, but that's all right. We can't wait for it. I, I, maybe you guys noticed this too. One of the first things that struck me about that photo was that uh, Doug Jones's head looks shaved. I did not Comments. notice that. Hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was too wrapped up with him being in Miri last week. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, when you catch up to that episode, you'll hear what we mean. Haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah. No, that photo was, I mean, so exciting to see them all together as a group. Makes it even more real and that much closer to happening here in the next few months. Uh, I, I hope it, it drops right after we get back from STLV, because if it drops during STLV, I, I, I'm i going to not spend any time in the convention. I'm going to watch that episode over and over and over and over again. Pretty sure it's going to be September. Yeah, that, that's your that's your bet? 
Well, with if they're going to air the first one on CBS, that'll be during sweeps. Ah, uh, okay, makes sense. Just makes sense. Does we should start a uh, we should start like a, a pool to see who gets closest. Ooh, oh, Tom Paris yeah. does that on Voyager a lot. Oh yeah, well, what is? <laughs> I'm going to guess oh. September 24th. All right, you heard it here first. Enterprise Extra takes 924. Which just happens to be the day I was on Star Trek. But. Oh, oh God. I knew there had to be a tie-in. <laughs> knew there had to be a tie-in. Always brings that up. Why does this guy always bring that up? Because that's it's a, awesome. It's actually a week before my birthday. So uh, that's All okay. right. And gents, uh, lastly, in, uh, or not lastly, pardon me, penultimately in news, it looks like um, Dan some some Trek alums have been nominated for some Emmys this week. Yeah, this just I just saw this earlier today, and I, I threw it in there without you knowing. <laughs> yeah, um, three Star Trek alums have been nominated for Emmys this week. Uh, Nichelle Nichols earned her first nomination ever uh, for Outstanding Guest Performer in a Drama Series for her role as Lucinda Winters on The Young and the Restless. Congratulations to her. And also Quark himself, Armin Shimmerman, is celebrating his first nomination for Outstanding Supporting or Guest Actor in a Digital Daytime Drama Series for his role as Max on the Western web series Redbird. So congratulations to him as well. And Whoopi Goldberg has kind of gotten good at this. It's kind of just normal for her. She has earned her 14th nomination. (laughs) Her and her group of co-hosts over at The View have been nominated for Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show Host. So congratulations to all three of our Trek alums for uh, those nominations. That's pretty cool. I think the amazing thing from this is that Nichelle has never been nominated for an Emmy before, and I am overjoyed that that she's one of the finalists this year. Yeah, that'll be great. I'd love to see her take that one home. Pretty, I, I don't, pretty cool. I don't know anything about Redbird. Have either of you guys heard of that? Isn't that a drink? <laughs> I have not heard of it, but does anybody deserve an acting award oh. nomination any more than Armin Shimmerman? I think not. That guy no, is I agree with incredible. You. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything Armin is in, he's fantastic. And he did a, yep. a brief guest spot on Timeless this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, so good. Uh, yeah, he was fantastic. Yep. You know, I, I loved what they did with, with his character. I wish that he were he had been around more, but, um, you know, he kind of started the whole thing. If he you was Rittenhouse. Yeah, he was Rittenhouse. Not Mike Rittenhouse. No. Oh, that Rittenhouse is probably pretty evil, too, as much as we love him. Oh, probably true. And General, now lastly in news, Dan, it looks like the Deep Space Nine talk... Deep Space Nine, Doc. I've got Davidson disease there. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> their crowdfunder wrapped up recently, and um, it, it did okay, right? It did all right. You know, you can only ask for so much. So they only had 423% of what they actually asked for. Wrapped up a week or two ago, 600, at last count, $646,647 has been raised for what we left behind. Over 9,500 backers of this project. I am just so thrilled at the response that this has gotten and cannot wait to see what they do in this documentary. It is going to be phantasmic. I'm sorry. Did you say phantasmic? I did. So now you're invoking Disney. Yeah, I am. Okay. (laughs) Just want to be sure. That's for Heather. Um, (laughs) Well, okay. Fair enough. I'll allow it. Um, I I just am stunned that they... They did over six hundred grand. I I can't wait for this documentary, Jim. I really can't. The the total is absolutely staggering. The most amazing thing I was, I think, with like five days to go, they were still under five hundred. 
And they yeah. Yeah, just the last five days was just like I couldn't believe how it kept growing and growing. To get to almost six fifty is unbelievable. I, no, I guess I, it's it's I'm sorry, Bill. I guess it's fair to say that the only goal that they didn't meet, quote unquote, and it wasn't a real goal, was they were hoping to have nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine backers. Right. But hey, ninety five hundred, that's not too bad. Yeah, well, I, I'm excited that they met and surpassed all the stretch goals because uh, it means this doc is going to be as as great as they hope it will be. You know, all the things that they thought we could do if we got the funding, they're going to be able to do, and I'm yeah. I couldn't be happier. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it is. And with that, gents, we'll move on to the main segment of today's episode. That uh, involves ranking some Star Trek or something, I guess. Something like that. Yes. Is that what we're doing? Eh. Allegedly. Whatever. Gentlemen, we gathered here today to talk about our 10 favorite episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. It, of course, being the 30th anniversary year. And the inspiration of this, as always, Jim, is TrekRanks.com because we love what you do out there. Awesome. It's a labor of love. And I have no (laughs) idea how many people look at it or have seen it. But I did it for myself, basically. Just rank all the episodes. Just give me something to talk about with people. Nice. Well, and I love your format too. It's essentially five words and a hashtag. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think that's I think that is perfect because you know you can very quickly get you know what you feel the review for the episode is, and then get some sort of tag to sort of remember it by. So that's the rules we're going to employ today. Now, on your site, you do le- usually do two part episodes as two episodes, correct? Correct. I do go by whatever the production. Uh, whatever the production number for the episode was. so But I love that we're combining two-parters into one because it gives me more episodes to talk about. <laughs> Do you know yes. what a pain that was? <laughs> yeah, so Dan, you know, was it very excited yesterday. He's like, yeah, I've done my rankings. And then this morning I said to him, hey, you counted the two-parters as one episode, right? Oh. And I was like, oh, beep. <laughs> yeah. Still, you it, told it, us that like weeks ago. I know, right? <laughs> Right? I don't listen you know, to Bill. Everybody should know that by now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Understood. what? <laughs> so, gents, we're going to go through our uh, our top 10 in, uh, I guess, in descending order. We'll start with number 10. Um, does anybody have any honorable mentions of ones that didn't make the top 10 before we get started? Mm, too many to mention. Hey, but yeah. here, I want to know before you guys start, yeah. what was your criteria? What were you guys... Was oh, it, good question. That's what a very felt good question. The best art, but most artistic, most popular. Uh, ahead, Bill, Dan. why don't you go ahead first, man? I'll I'll follow up after you. It's <laughs> amazing. I just said, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> I know you um, did. <laughs> um, for me, um, a lot of it had to do with episodes that I felt had exceptional writing and were really great character pieces. Um, because you know, with for all the the action and and humor and. Um, effects that Star Trek can have at the end of the day, it's about humans telling a story, whether they're dressed as Klingons or whatever. So I tried to find episodes that I, I thought told the best stories personally. Okay. 
Well, when I was going through the list, <clears throat> and I will say up front, uh, I have no idea what Bill put for his list. And Jim, I did not go to your page to look. I want to be surprised. Um, so it's going to be a surprise from both both of you guys. But what I did is I picked the episodes that I enjoy the most, the ones that I love to watch over and over again. I don't get tired of. And most of them do have what Bill talked about, the great character uh, um, development and the great writing, um, the number – the the one that I chose as number one has the most meaning for me, but the other ones are just the ones that I just love to watch and that were just fun and make me say, oh, my God, this is why I love this series so much. That's awesome. That's similar to the way I do it. I usually end up, no matter how much I take into consideration the criteria, art, whether it's a artistic episode or well-written or well-produced, it always comes down to me like, if I could only watch one for the rest mm -hmm. of my life, which one would I pick? That's the list. <laughs> Dude, that you just gave my number one. Literally last. Literally last on my list. We agree on so much about that episode. Right, I'm going to give you one honorable mention. It's number 17 on Trek Ranks. I know okay. neither one of – I'm not going to give another one because you guys might have the other ones on your right. list. I know you guys won't have this one because it's a super outlier. Is okay. Contagion is number 17 on my list. Really? I, know I really I like that episode. There's something about that episode for me that's so hypnotic – with the way it unfolds and the Iconians and um, and the, the mystery. And, yes, they reboot the Enterprise at the end. I get it. <laughs> hey, but in 1989, that was a great idea. No one knew I what that was. It really was because <laughs> Windows 95 hadn't come out yet. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. I just I, By the way, I said that. I didn't even look at my five words in a hashtag, which are intriguing Iconians add to mystery. Hashtag don't care about reboot. <laughs> so that's, that's crazy. Awesome. I'm consistent. You are. Dan, did you have any uh, honorable mentions? I do have one honorable mention. Um, I actually had it in my list and I moved it out. So I guess it's good enough for an honorable mention. And it is one that probably a lot of people are going to be like, really? But it's just a fun episode and that's parallels. I love what? that whole ep idea of that episode. 285,000 Enterprise appearing all in the same area. You got wild-eyed, bushy-bearded Riker screaming at the at the uh, other Enterprise that they're not going to go back to the board. I just think that episode is a ton of fun. That's a top okay. 20 on Trek Rings. Nice. Interesting. My, uh, my essentially number 11, my honorable mention, I'm positive is not top 20 or 30 on Trek Ranks. Um, it's just an episode I really love, and it's Frame of Mind. Hmm. That is a because good episode. It is yep. an outstanding character piece, and Frakes rarely ever gets this much to do, and he just he slays it. You know, um, it just if I had to go with five words and a hashtag for that one, it would be Riker is literally going insane. Hashtag what to eat, what to think, what to say. <laughs> That's great. It's number 36 on Trek Rings. It's oh, awesome. so close. It's he, a great episode. He plays a tremendous psychopath in that episode because he is losing his mind in that, and he does a great job in showing it in his eyes and in his actions. Very good episode. I've probably seen it 20 times, and every time I'm still like, wait, where? what's the next thing? Where, where are they going with this? I, right. It's so well done. Yes, it is. And speaking of well done, gents, why don't we move into our top 10? Um Jim, as the, the guest geek of the hour, why don't you uh, kick it off with your number 10 spot? All right. I'm going to start. Number 10 for me, which is actually a two-parter, is definitely not on anybody's list. I get side-eyes when I mention that this is in my, my top 20, top 10. 
But I love this episode. I just it's a swashbuckling adventure. I can rewatch it every day. And it is Gambit, part one and part two from season seven. Interesting. Wow. The five words and a hashtag is underrated script provides rousing adventure, hashtag Stone of Gaul. And I picked this episode even before I realized I was going to be in an episode Awakening, in which they talk about in this episode. Yes, they do. Which is amazing. But yeah, so I'm total outlier. And what, I mean, what do you guys think of it? How, where would you, you guys put it kind of middle of the road or? I uh, I like Gambit quite a bit. I think for me it would probably be top twenty, um, simply just because it's it tells a great story. I mean, at, at the very beginning of the of the first part, you think Picard's dead for God's sake. He was sake. vaporized. Yeah. Vaporized. <laughs> um, but it, it you know it, it's a great little twist. You know, Riker gets to to do some cool stuff. You got Robin Curtis, which is always great. Yes. Um, you know, she turns out to be a double double agent of sorts. Yep. And um, I, it's uh, Patrick Stewart, as always, is is incredible. So I, I love it. Yeah, I agree. It's also a great episode. I probably would put it, you know, top 30 maybe. I'm not sure if I would – where I would – I mean, you get into some of these episodes and you don't really have any idea where they're going to be because there's so many episodes so in many, the series. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is definitely a good one. I love the guy who plays the captain of the of the ship. I can't recall his name right now, but he's great. I've loved him in everything he's done. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely. A, it's definitely a good. It would be a see it if we were doing that season tonight. Yes. Okay, that's good. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, the, for me, the the Picard's death and the emotion of the crew is it's really well done. It's really it hits home. It's powerful. Agreed. Dan, how about your number 10, buddy? All right, for my number 10, this is going to probably surprise a bunch of people, but it's just a fun episode for me that I love, and that is Fistful of Datas. Love it. I love that episode. It is just so great how they turn it into a Western. Uh, my five-word uh, description is good ancient West holodeck fun, uh, and the hashtag is hashtag Enterprise riding off into the sunset, which I think is one of the best endings to any episode. <laughs> the harmonica music with the Enterprise going off towards that sunset is perfection. Wow, that those are strong words from uh, the gentleman from Maine. It's a good pick. I, I like that in your number 10 spot. All right. Great pick. My number 10 is actually the series finale, All Good Things. Ooh, um, really? Yeah, I've got some other episodes that, for me, charted higher than that, because All Good Things is is probably the best finale of all the Trek series, in my opinion. Um, I think it's uh, my five words are wonderful bookend to Farpoint Pilot. Hashtag Gene would have loved it. That's a good <laughs> hashtag. I love that. We'll, we'll be it, talking about it again. Oh, I, I, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll this is great, Dan. That's a that's that's top twenty five on Trek Rings. Thank you. That is uh, coming from you. That is high praise, and I appreciate <laughs> Super it. Super fun. That is well, um, number nine. Um, I'll go first on this one, and uh, and then Jim, you can probably go after me, and Dan can just wait. Let's do it. Uh, number nine for me is uh, Thine Own Self. Um, it's always been one of my favorite Data episodes. Wow. I love that story. Um, five words: Data's amnesia causes big problems. Hashtag radioactive. Nice. That was just on recently on Heroes and Icons, and I loved it. But I got to say, one of the best parts of that episode is how goofy some of the things that that doctor said of what was going on. I oh, thought yeah. that was just great. <laughs> she was good. You mean he's not a nice man? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, uh, how about 
all the stories where Data's solo on a planet are great. I love that. Oh, That's a that true. is a total outlier top ten and an awesome pick. Good thank point. you, thank you, uh, Jim. Number nine, sir. Okay, mine is Face of the Enemy from season Whoa. six. Tal Shiar intrigue keeps you guessing. Hashtag Troy at her best. Definitely couldn't agree more. It's a great episode. So much going on in that with the way she has to figure it out on the fly. And Carolyn Seymour as the Romulan commander is yes. awesome. I, I got mean, a huge crush on her. <laughs> I love that they gave Marina so much to do in this episode. Yep. In Deep Space Nine, I was worried that when they did, I think it was Second Skin, that it would be a little too much like Face of the Enemy. And I was glad that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But um, I, Face of the Enemy is, is definitely top 20 for me. I got to say of, of, of all of the alien races in the next generation, the worst looking comfort wise uniforms have to be the Romulans. So Those roomy. things. Oh gosh. They're just so boxy and pointy. And, uh, anyway, your face <laughs> is boxy and pointy. Oh, okay. I knew that was going to come in at some point. <laughs> Dan, it's up to you to save us. Well, for my number nine, I got another one that's a little bit campy, but it's something that I just love to watch, and that is Future Imperfect. Uh, wow. I do like those time change episodes. My description is 16-year memory – excuse me, 16-year Riker memory gap. Hashtag didn't see the minuet, minuet twist coming. I cannot speak, and that's no surprise to Bill. <laughs> Not uh, at all. I do love it. I love Picard as an admiral with the beard and and the the, the little subtleties like the the com badge change. This was one of the first times that you saw that. Um, the ending was a little eh, a little soft on the ending, but I just love the whole idea of of the story and and how Riker figured out that things were not what they seemed to be. Tomalak. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we end this charade? <laughs> I remember that from the promo. Yes. You know, with uh, Ernie Anderson's voice. Uh, just fantastic stuff. My Dan, name is Barash. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> Dan, that's a great pick. I love that right there. That's Thanks, awesome. Um, wow. So, uh, so far, we're off to a good start. Jim, we probably have some episodes that are a little surprising so far. There's a couple of surprises, but I knew that we wouldn't have as much crossover. That's true. I mean, 178 episodes, I think. That's yeah, yeah, too yeah. deep. It's gonna, it's gonna be. Uh, we're gonna talk about probably 25 episodes on this. Well, all right. Well, then number eight. Why don't you kick it off, good sir, and uh, tell us what you got? Well, number eight. Actually, you guys might have this one a little bit higher. We shall see. And I love this episode. It could easily be my number one. It is the defector. Nice. Five word oh. summary is Did Jerak die for nothing? And the hashtag is Romulan Verul. Nice. We might be talking that's about pretty, that episode later. Yeah. That's uh, actually that one's not on my list, believe it or not. Wow. I I do love that episode. I mean, how could you not? But uh plus it's got James Sloyan. I mean, come uh, on. That was his beginning alert. with Star Trek. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it's not on my list either. Oh what? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. what? That is crazy. <laughs> I uh, Well, Dan, why don't you tell us what your number eight is, buddy? Yes, my number eight is Starship Mine. Wow. Interesting. Love that one. Description, Barian sweep cleans and kills. Hashtag Barian field can cause skin irritation. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love this episode. It's a great Picard episode. The whole thing on the planet with Hutchinson and Data trying to you know, imitate him with small talk. Uh, plus the first appearance ever in Star Trek uh, with um, Tim Russ. 
who I did not know had actually uh, uh, tried out for the part of Worf and for a major lead in Deep Space Nine before he was cast in, cast in Voyager. So, uh, yeah, we saw him here for the first time. Third time's a charm. Yes, sir. Die hard, get, in, uh, die hard in space, right, Jim? Oh. Yeah, that's, that's actually my five-word summary. Space Die yeah. Hard completely works. Hashtag call me Hutch. Oh, I love it. <laughs> nice. Let me tell you, Dan, it's number 11 on my list. So it oh. just missed. I love that episode. <laughs> it is great. Very good episode. That's a great My number eight um, is one that I found a lot of Trek fans don't in- enjoy as much as I do. And I guess that kind of surprises me. And uh, at number eight, I picked Darmok. Oh, my sister will Lots be very science. happy. Yeah. My sister What's will that? be happy. My my sister yeah. loves that episode. I think it, I think it's a fabulous episode because I, I think it it teaches us a lot about our ability to actually communicate with people instead of just talking at them. My five words are communication is essential to success. Hashtag Temba his arms wide. Um, Spectacular. I, th- I think it uses metaphor, although a little bonk bonk on the head. I think it does it exceedingly well in telling a really great science fiction story and not just a Star Trek story. Right. No, that one's. I see that on top ten lists all the time, and it's absolutely worthy choice for me. It's thirty top thirty five. I think. But okay. Spectacular episode. I love it, and it's got uh, Paul Winfield. Paul Winfield, and of course, who's spectacular. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's perfect against Patrick Stewart in that so episode. Good. All right, gents, we're on to number seven, and uh, we're getting close to the middle of the list. Uh, Dan, why don't you kick it off? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Number seven, The Wounded. Um, description, great intro to Cardassian baddies. Hashtag <laughs> Dan loves the spoonheads. Uh, I've <laughs> always been a great Cardassian fan. Gul Dukat is my all-time favorite Star Trek villain in Star Trek history. Um this is and actually Mark Limo was in th- uh, this episode as um, uh, Gulmaset, uh, which I think is is great to, that he is a different character. Uh, it's just a great episode. The whole the whole idea of the episode and uh, um, my, what Miles has to go through, just fantastic. Love it. I love it too. I'm gonna uh, I'll take the next shot at number seven. And Jim will have you wrap up this round. Uh, my number seven is actually Unification, parts one and two. And uh, my five words are, uh, are this. Spock, 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 Spock. <laughs> Hashtag Spock. <laughs> if you had to guess, I love Spock. And I was so psyched that they wrote a, a really great script, even though they kind of finagled it as a two-parter. It didn't necessarily have to be. But um, it's a, I, love, I love watching this two-parter because I never tire of seeing those scenes between Leonard Nimoy and Patrick Stewart. Yep. Absolutely. Hashtag cowboy diplomacy. Oh, yeah. Nice. Those, those are both spectacular episodes. Nice mm-hmm. episode. I, um, I actually watched that very recently for the first time in a long time and actually tweeted about this the other day. I was unprepared for the emotional reaction I got when Leonard showed up on screen at the end of part one. I didn't expect it to hit me the way it did. I saw that tweet. Yeah. Pard- Pardak? How do you have Pardak? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, uh, and Mark Leonard, of course. Oh, you know, so is- good. His final appearance as Sarek is, is just amazing. You know, the, the whole Bendai syndrome scene where Picard goes to him, it's just, it's chilling, it's, it's 
it's sad, but it's beautiful all at the same time. It uh, it's it's definitely definitely one of my top ten. Spectacular choice. Uh, my number seven, which I am confident, at least one of you will have this above, if not both, is yesterday's Enterprise. And my five word summary is: Want more Rachel Garrett, please? Hashtag Ambassador Class. Nice. I love, I love the Enterprise C. I think it's an awesome shit. I love the Enterprise C too, although it's no spoiler to anybody who's listening to this podcast for a while. <laughs> it's not that I hate. Was. I hate yesterday's Enterprise. Oh, you do? I don't think oh, I knew that. I do. Oh, dude, don't even get him started on this. Is it because <laughs> of the the guy feeling it all out? It's the guy feeling it all out. It's the really poor. It, it, it can't decide whether it's a time travel episode or a dimensional shift episode. Oh, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> it's both of those things. But <laughs> it, it allows Tashi R to exist at two points in time, and she can't. And that that's my problem with it. Two times. Time. <laughs> she was speechless. <laughs> but it's, but, but it's, but but it's okay not. With ships flying from planet to planet across impossible distances <laughs> of space and showing There's up on the planet and talking to one guy who represents the whole planet. But that stuff's that's okay. <laughs> There's an explanation for that. <laughs> oh. It's a, this one. It, 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 it's either the same timeline or it's not, and it, I, it's, it contradicts I'm, itself. I'm fascinated. How have I missed that? Listening to your podcast all these years, well, I must have just it, forgotten. I blocked I it must, out. There's a reason why Tricorder is your favorite. I get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I kid. But uh, I do like. You know, I do understand that people love that episode. I know that I'm in the minority on that one, and I respect that. It, uh, I, I think that's a great pick at number seven, though, Jim. Copy that, sir. Copy that. Dan, Bill. you already gave us your number seven. I did. So <laughs> I'm going to head on to number six because I lost count for a second. <laughs> and uh, I'll take this one first. That's a good idea. Um, my number six is the drumhead. Because I was transfixed by this episode when it came out. It reminded me, just like the Crucible uh, my, my five words are Salem Witch Trials in 2368. Hashtag, I've brought down bigger men than you, Picard. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. Gene Simmons, not that Gene Simmons, is, uh, <laughs> is fantastic in this episode. I, I loved her in this. I loved her in the, the reboot of Dark Shadows that happened in the, uh, in the 90s. Um, she, I was amazed she wanted to do Star Trek, and I'm glad she did because I love this episode. It's a classic so, episode, all time great, and, and T- Tarsus is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Such an underrated yeah. performance, so so well done by that's uh, Spencer Garrett, the actor, so good. And you, that scene with Patrick, you know, where he's having tea with him, is is fantastic. Yep, you know, it says a lot about both of those characters. I used to like know he was the, about uh, twelve years old that actor, and then that yeah. and then now you see him, it's like, wait, wow, he's <laughs> yeah. the old guy. I used yeah, to. Go ahead. I used to know that speech that Picard gives at the end with Set Satie off um, by heart. And if I did know it right now, if I could remember it, I'd do it. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's worthy of any top ten list. Well, thank you very much, uh, Jim. Why don't you regale us with your number six? My number six. I might get emotional here because it always makes me cry. Is Lower Decks. Nice. My five word summary is: Cedo Jackson lives always, wow. forever. Hashtag game changing perspective because that's why I love this episode. I love that 
it's coming at it from a completely different uh, perspective of the the downstairs crew, as you were, and the upstairs-downstairs analogy. I'm going to tell you... Super cool to see it at that level. I'm going to tell you why I love that choice, Jim. I originally was not a huge fan of this episode way back when it first came out. And I think it's because I only thought of a couple scenes of the episode, which made me think, eh, it's not right. I saw it again recently, and it blew me away. It absolutely blew me away, and you are absolutely right. Seeing that different perspective of what it's like to be on a starship is what makes this episode so awesome. It's not something that you are used to seeing on the Enterprise. So what I said about how I disliked it back in whenever I said it in a previous episode, completely throw it out the window because it is a phenomenal episode. And seeing Sita back on screen for even that one episode is worth it just in itself. I uh, I yeah. love this episode immediately when I saw it when it first ran, and so much so like you know back then I was recording them all on VHS so I could watch them again. I watched it two more times that night because like you Jim I just I love the perspective. You know we never see you know the people who do you know the uh, the shift work or you know the work below yeah. decks or and how they might you know congregate as their own little sub families like they do kind of like the senior staff does. And I just I, I thought it was a great perspective to bring to Star Trek, and then just adding in you know Shannon Phil's performance as Cedo Jackson in this episode, um, just it's it's a home run all the way around. I mean, it adds so much depth to the to the ship, to the show, to everything mm-hmm. that's happening, uh, layers and layers behind the the main crew, and to see them kind of working on something while the in the background while the crew is doing something, but you see that's the main plot, but the but there in the front, it's really, really well done. And the, Plus, there's Cardassians in it. And there's Cardassians, and the continuity with the First Duty is just super cool. When you kind of see her and you realize, wasn't that yeah. the girl from First? So, yep. so good. Absolutely. Dan, how about uh, how about your number six, buddy? My number six is, simple enough, Q-Who. Uh, the Federation's greatest threat arrives. Hashtag, they're carving us up like a roast. <laughs> any any Q episode is usually uh, one that's very enjoyable. This one, of course, brought the Borg into the whole Star Trek universe. And that was, you know, the first time you see it, this was a scary episode. I mean, it, first time seeing it, I was like, man, this is bad news. And uh, it's just brilliantly done. It sets up so much. It's, of course, there were hints about the Borg in previous episodes, like the Neutral Zone. But this is the one we really see it. And damn, it's uh, it's a good one. Oh, without a doubt. I um I remember the first time I saw that, I had goosebumps, you know, especially during the whole roast carving scene. And that effect of, you know, them doing pulling the cross section out of the mm. out of the saucer, I was just like beside myself. I'm like, oh my God. Because uh, it was a total game changer for Starfleet and the Federation. Right. I think it's a great, great pick. Yeah, no doubt. I mean it, that episode elicits real fear when you're yeah. watching it. It's yeah. so strong. And so, uh, definitely top 20 on my list. Hashtag 18 dead. Oh, oh wow. Nice one. If you can't <laughs> take a bloody nose, perhaps you should go home and lay under your bed. <laughs> wow. Well, we're just going to be riffing on this episode all night long. Since uh, <laughs> we are halfway through our rankings, that leaves the top five yet to be spoken for. And I am really interested to see your number ones. Uh, I, I, I can't wait, honestly. Um and let's uh, let's proceed with number five. Dan, since you ended the last round, why don't you start this one? 
Sure, I'd be happy to. My number five is one that we actually devoted an entire episode to recently, and that is the Pegasus. I think it is just a phenomenal, phenomenally written episode. I have two descriptions. One's funny and one's serious. My first one being the funny one saying Enterprise finale comes from here. So that's, you know, too bad. Uh, but actually, the real description <laughs> is cloaking device experiment gone wrong. Hashtag don't tell me what I can't do. Little lost <laughs> reference. So, so good. It is wow. such a great episode. The whole. The whole episode is just so well written. It's just, it's just great. Excellent. I, I, I can't argue with that. And that's uh, primarily because my number five is also the Pegasus. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> great. I didn't think we'd have any overlap, but, uh, but apparently amazing. we do. Um, and I haven't, I don't know Dan's rankings. I'm just as surprised as, as everyone else. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, my five words are Riker's loyalty gets completely divided. Hashtag point the phaser at Pressman. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. But uh, well, yeah, everything you said about the episode, Dan, I just, I, I echo it completely. And it's number 12 on my list. So just on the outside. But, and my hashtag was Treaty of Algeron. I love yeah. that continuity. I like that. Good continuity reference there. Yep. Well, Jim, I that just like leaves- the way Picard says it. <laughs> Jim, that leaves you for the uh, the number five spot since we okay, doubled up. Okay, so this one might be a little controversial for some listeners, so make sure you send all your emails and complaints to Bill and Dan. Uh, number <laughs> five on my list is Who Watches the Watchers? I love this episode. My five-word summary is best lesson ever, religion sucks. Hashtag... <laughs> Hashtag, it really, really does. <laughs> you know where I stand on that. Well, I but, wonder why uh, you'd say that would be controversial. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I can't see why that would be controversial at all. No, no. Nah. People love talking about, about that. <laughs> but uh, such a strong episode. I mean, so much going on with the proto-Vulcans, the prime directive being seen in action in a in a really believable executable way that hasn't been done before. Sure. Uh, you know, quite quite different than private little war saying, hey, we're not going to violate the private the prime directive, but we're going to be down here just walking around just to see how things are going. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> well, and, you know, I think it's this episode that lays kind of the groundwork or at least the, the seed for insurrection later on with the whole duck blind idea. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I, I'm surprised it's that high. I mean, I like the episode. It's solid. I just, um, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by that pick. I, uh, yeah. Good job, Jim. Well, it, it's also got Ray Wise in it. Yeah. And he is one of my favorites. I, I so. definitely see why it's that high. I mean, we get to see Picard take an arrow at close range. So, I mean, that's worth the oh. episode right there. Spectacular. <laughs> definitely. Well, gents, we're at the number four spot. And uh, we're fast closing in on uh, on the uh, the last round at number one. But for number four, I'll kick this one off. Um, it's an episode that is widely loved by many, and I'm sure it's somewhere in your guys' top four. But for me, it's number four. It's the inner light. Um, you know, it's uh, there's nothing I can say about this that hasn't already been said by millions of Trekkies everywhere. It's uh, the first time I saw it; it reduced me to tears. And uh, it's uh, my five words that the life Picard never had. Hashtag that damned flute gets, <laughs> gets me every time. Yep. So a perfect top five choice. Yep. Thank I, you. I, I, I'm not going to say anything about it yet. Me too. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, in which case, uh, Jim, why don't you give us your number so four? So my number four is a uh, callback to, I think it was on your list, Bill. He might have been your number 10, was All Good Things, yes. which for me is simply, in five words, the best TV finale ever, possibly, hashtag sky's the limit. Love it. Great. Such a, such a perfect finale for the series, the characters, everything. And, and you know, obviously it's been talked about a lot, but so much better than Generations in terms of a oh. two-hour two production. Right, right. Yeah. Amazing that they were able to pull that off and tie it up so, so perfectly. It's hard to believe they were written by the same writers. Writing is not an easy job. No, it's not. That's true. But I'm glad that uh, it had such a, a fantastic note to end on. Um, Dan, that leaves you at number four, buddy. Bring, yeah, up, the, this, bring up the rear. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because, Jim, um, kind of like what Bill and I just went through with Pegasus, I also chose all good things for yes. my number four. Percard? Per okay. Uh, is there a John Luck <laughs> Pickard here? Yeah. Um, Picard must save humanity again. Hashtag great. We all came from a puddle of goo in France. <laughs> I, it is, like you said, Jim, the best finale uh, of the series. And maybe of – I'd put it right up there with one of the greatest finales in television. Um, it really is. I think it's great that you mentioned the, the your hashtag um, makes me think of that final scene, of course. The look on Picard's face realizing you know, that he should have done this a long time ago. It just says it all. It is such a such a wonderful episode. Of course, Patrick is in just about every single scene, and he does a phenomenal job in every timeline. And it is just a wonderful, wonderful ending to a great series. Yep. It's such a great compliment to the the pilot that Gene and Dorothy Fontana put together with Farpoint. I just uh, I I think it's as far as TNG goes, it's perfection. It really is. Yeah, such a great bookend. So, well, Jen, so far points, you're number three? Is that what you said? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, number three. I, uh, I'm really starting to wonder what some of your – what your guys' top three picks are. Um, Jim, why don't you kick off number three, man? And then All right. We'll... Number three we just talked about is The Inner Light. <laughs> and my uh, five-word summary is oft imitated but never surpassed. And the hashtag is, it's me. I, I'm the someone. <laughs> Which I know Dan can do way better. Come on, Dan, do it. Do it. Oh, oh, it's me. I'm the someone. <laughs> I love that moment. I love the pacing of the episode. I love the execution. I love the depth that it gives to Picard throughout the rest of the series. Really, really strong. Obviously, I agree. Uh, <laughs> because yep. it's, uh, I've, I've already it's gone through it. Just not as much as Jim, I guess. Wow. <laughs> wow. Or you, maybe. Yeah, well, or you. True. true. We'll see. We don't know what your number we'll see. three is yet, Dan. <laughs> My number so, three? Yeah. My number three, it's going to come with a caveat. It is the best of both worlds. The uh, Borg assimilate Picard, Nuff said. Hashtag best cliffhanger in television history. Um, I say with a caveat yep. because I don't – this was when we were talking about are we going to, you know, parts one and two as one episode or separate episodes. Part one is where this mostly comes from. I think part two is 
uh, part one is awesome. Part two for me is just good. Um, I wasn't really happy with how they ended it by basically just putting the Borg to sleep. sleep. I thought that was kind of a, kind of a cop out, but the first episode, the cliffhanger, the music, Shelby, the Borg, everything just is. It is the best cliffhanger. I just can. I just remember having to wait that whole summer sucked because it oh, was shit. just it was just awful. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's my number three. That's a that's a solid pick at number three. I know it's a number one for a lot of people, um, just not you, and apparently maybe not some others of us. <laughs> well, if we're jumping into number twos now, right? Oh, well, I got to go number three first. Oh, you're so. number three. Good. Okay, yeah. go. I'll go with my three. My number three is um, actually the episode that that follows this. It's family. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's one of the best hours of Star Trek produced. Uh, I think my five words are perfect follow-up to Borg Aftermath. Hashtag broken Picard. You know, we get to see Jean-Luc Picard in a place we've never seen a starship captain. Battered, bruised, broken, robbed of everything that he was. And what does he do to to try to put it all back together? He goes home to the brother that used to torment him. It's a uh, it's a fantastic family story, and it's it's one I love. The B story with the Rajenkos aboard the Enterprise is fun, but uh, Patrick Stewart does some great emoting in mm. in this episode. And I love it. What what does it mean, arrogant son of a? <laughs> I I love that episode. Top twenty five on my list. It's a fantastic choice. It's so cool to have that in your top three. Thanks. I love, I love the the way I can't remember the gentleman's name who played his brother, but at the end when they hug, the look on his face when he kind of <laughs> just like stands up is like, okay, enough of that. I think it's great, <laughs> and I really think it's a shame that they wrote off those two characters as easily as they did in Generations. That I was agree. just a farce. I, I would have been okay with it if it had just been executed better. Yeah, you're right. But easy yeah. as they did is probably your point there. Yeah, it just wasn't done very well. Well, gents, we have two spots left. Yes, and uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, <laughs> and there's so many episodes to talk about. Um, Dan, we're gonna let you go first with number oh, two, okay? And then uh, Jim will go, and I'll I'll wrap up the the, the caboose section here. Well, uh, it's another one that we've dedicated a whole podcast to, guys. And uh, my number two is Chain of Command. Yes. Cardassian torture and enterprise chaos. Hashtag, hey, Riker, get the freaking Delta shift started. Um, <laughs> Jellico is awesome in this. I know a lot of people, it rubs the wrong way, uh, both uh, in the crew and people watching the episode. I think he's brilliant. He's a brilliantly uh, written character. The um, part two, which focuses mainly on the torture that Picard goes through with uh, Gull Madred and an excellent performance by David Warner. They are just two stories that both the A story and the B story are just as good. There is no, there's no lessening of the story with anything that goes on in each of these two episodes of the two-parter. And uh, yeah, it's my number two. And I think it's got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot more love for it based on the fact that we've talked about it recently. And it just is so awesome to watch over and over again. I am. Um I'm not going to say too much about this because it might occupy a spot on my list, maybe. Um, but uh, I, everyone knows I love this episode. Um, I, I watched it again recently because Mission Log had it this week. Um, so it gave me another excuse to watch it. And uh, uh, couldn't agree more, Dan. 
Well, awesome. if you love Cardassians, it needs to be in your top Absolutely. three or four. And yeah. that is, it's in my top 20 and, and my uh, five words and a hashtag. It's basically the same as yours. It's seriously, Riker, get it done. Hashtag <laughs> Delta shift. <laughs> so Jellico is just so well right. done. Riker's, I'm sorry, Riker's such a dick in this episode, too. <laughs> he really is. No, he's not. <laughs> he's such a baby, is what he is. Sir, I was going to actually speak to you about Delta Shift. Actually, <laughs> Gamma Shift will be on. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they will, Will. <laughs> Ricard, you're going to help me out here, you big jerk? <laughs> yeah. Jim, uh, what about uh, your number two? My number two is one we just talked about, Best of Both Worlds. Nice. nice. Which uh, is my five word summary Trek's iconic pop culture moment, hashtag longest summer ever. And for ah. those of us old enough to have watched it live and then have to wait three months, that was brutal. It was only uh, three months? It was. Like three oh, or four months. <laughs> brutal. The, the best part about the summer hiatus during those years were that they'd only replay the good episodes during the summertime. You wouldn't often see the ones that were like kind of eh. <laughs> so, you know, you got to see a whole bunch of great episodes from the, you know, season three that summer. And then they kicked it off the week before with watching the cliffhanger again. And it was like, no, please just show me the next part. <laughs> it was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, Jim, my number two um, also happens to be the best of both worlds. Yes. <laughs> that crossover my five words are when it finally came together hashtag best cliffhanger ever oh. yep so that's a uh, hashtag yeah that's uh <laughs> i wonder where i heard that from um, i mean it's been talked about forever but it's there's a reason it's on everyone's top list it's that good michael pillar really killed that first part and then he didn't even know if he was coming back. <laughs> yeah. And I was okay with the second part. My only issue with the second part was what I arguably think is the worst line in the history of Star Trek is when Picard is saying sleep and sleep. Beverly says, he's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was meant Beverly, to ex- no. I don't so, think it yeah, was meant to Can't you go back to Starfleet me. Medical for a year? <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Where's Pulaski? Are we, damn it. Are we oh. the number one? Oh, we are at number one. It's the last round. Uh, Jim, we're going to have you go last on this one because I'm okay. curious to hear what you have. Uh, we want to save it for the end. It, you know, it's an outlier. It's an outlier. I love it. I love it. Um, I will go first for uh, for the number one spot. And uh, my number one is an episode we've already talked about. It's Chain of Command. Nice. Yes. I, um, I love it. It's not because I'm a big Cardassian fan, although I do like them, but... You know, Dan, we talked about this on our Chain of Command episode uh, last month. Mm-hmm. This is, in my opinion, Patrick Stewart's best performance ever as Jean-Luc Picard. Interesting. He, that part two is a tour de force, and he should have gotten an Emmy nomination for it, as we talked about, in my opinion. And um, my hashtag is, get it done, Will. <laughs> I, um, I, I, for the longest time, my number one would have been the best of both worlds, but a lot, you know, my critical... You know, analysis of Chain of Command recently has kind of vaulted it to the top spot. I, I think it's the best there is. So that that's, that's my number one, guys. Very you nice. Can't go wrong. It's it is has every literally everything in that episode from the from the action and adventure to the uh, to the performances and the kind of one on one play between uh, Warner and Patrick Stewart is so great. It and is actually, so I 
I was going to say that I I actually think it's his second best performance and his best performance was in Family, which is number three on your list. So I see where you're going. Yeah. Huh. Especially when you consider that David Warner was reading his lines off cue cards. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Because <laughs> you wouldn't know it unless you you know had been exposed to that fact because he's just such an incredible actor. Yep. So, um, it's all right. So my number one chain of command, Dan. Yes. You're number one, sir. Well, we've talked about it a couple of times already. My number one is The Inner Light. Description, the best Picard episode ever. I have two hashtags. One of them has very serious meaning for me. The first one is hashtag put your shoes away. <laughs> and the second one, which is my hashtag is, and I use this at other places, is hashtag now will never come again. This episode has a tremendous meaning for me um, in in that line alone. Um, I think Picard just does a phenomenal job here. Um, the emotion in this episode, Bill, you said that um, it brought you to tears the first time you saw it. It brings me to tears whenever I watch it. I could watch it as soon as we're done tonight, and it'll bring me to tears. It is so good. It is so great. It shows that Picard um, gets what he probably has always wanted and never had the chance, and that's a family. Uh, it is a an emotional roller coaster. I love it. I will always love it. It will always be my number one of TNG. It's I, me. I, I'm <laughs> so good. Seize the day. There's no way we could argue with that as a a very impassioned and spirited defense of your number one, Dan. And it's a great pick, man. Thanks, buddy. It really is. That's uh, that's a a worthy list topper. Well, Jim, speaking of list toppers, um, you now have the final pick. It's like the last pick in the NFL draft, okay. man. Mine, mine no is pressure. A, it's an outlier, and it's but it's it's been my number one for probably 15, 20 years. I just love the complex layering and the world building of this episode, and it kind of changes the way arc storytelling is happening in Trek, and it is Redemption. Wow. Wow. End of season four, start of season five. I And I'm not even that big a Klingon guy. I like Klingons, you know, of course, but they're not like the driver for me. But just so much going on with the Dura sisters and the Romulans and Worf and getting his name back and just everything going on. And my – and Sila, exactly, which I love. Sorry, Dan. Uh, I mean, it's just so much complex plotting. It really took it to a new height for Trek. And my five words and a hashtag is Data's shining moment, perfect Trek, hashtag F.U. Hobson. <laughs> I hate I, that guy. Yeah. Oh, that guy's I, a jerk. The, yeah. But, Data is awesome in command of that ship and the way that he snaps at Hobson. That Hobson, that is that's a very interesting pick, Jim. I would not have expected that at all. That one surprises me. No, but, it's uh, it's not on. It's never on anybody's list, and it's not huh. you know it's not a pick to try to be kind of oh I'm going to have something different. It's just <laughs> something that's spoken to me for twenty years because of the layers, nice. and the complexity of the plotting, and I'm always surprised that it's kind of left off everyone's uh, you know list. Well, it's really interesting to me because, you know, it's 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 never been my favorite, you know, season ender, season premiere duo. But, you know, given the way you just described it, I feel like I have to go back and watch it again now simply yeah. just to gain a new perspective. Yeah, there because is never, so much going on. Yeah, I never thought about the world building and the, 
you know, and the overtones and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So you've given me something to think about there, man. And Tony Todd. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. And Tony yeah. Todd. Yep. <laughs> well, gents, that wraps up our top 10 lists. I, uh, I, I think you guys both had fantastic lists. I love them. Yeah, my I list know. was the best. <laughs> How about you? Yours pretty good, too. <laughs> um, no, I, I think my list was probably probably the best out of all of them with uh, I'm gonna go with watch my list right now <laughs> <laughs> with jim's being number two and dan's being all right wow well aquiel <laughs> was my number one but i figured i'd change it because everybody would be in agreement so much peer pressure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna follow that up with interface at number two <laughs> masks <laughs> It's a, at some point, Jim, we should we should have you come back and we'll do the bottom ten. Oof. Oh boy. That Oof. would be that would be rough. Hashtag imaginary friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole oh man. Just a, I, I, a whole bunch I could put on there. I mean I'm not a big fan of the dark page, for example. Oh, I like that episode. Sorry, kinda I, it, I think the 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 Loxana story works. I uh I think the story works. I just think it don't think it's executed well, especially the whole damn song in the middle that Deanna's father <laughs> sings that goes on for like ten minutes. <laughs> it's like Scotty Touché. in the animated series. All right. Touche. <laughs> so um Wow. So uh, definitely a lot to think about. These all look like perfect little mini marathons, as you mentioned, Jim. Oh, and, uh, for sure. I think I may do the same thing. So Jim, thank you so much for coming by, man. We always love it when you show up. Um too and, much fun. Uh, I always love doing it. Thanks, guys. Too much fun. Obviously, people can find you at Trek Ranks, and uh, where might they stalk you on social media? And on Twitter at Enterprise Extra, where yeah, I, I do nothing what, but talk huh. about Star Trek. Where'd you I get wonder why you're called that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just fired the phasers on, on the September show. 24th. One time. Oh, <laughs> One time. It's pretty cool. One, <laughs> one ping only. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Crossing the streams. Silly. Put the ship on red alert. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but don't forget the nod because you give a really kick-ass I nod. Oh. Right? Oh. Trip a nod, yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> those, by the way, that is a great arc on Enterprise. I watched those episodes recently. Yes, totally awesome. They definitely hold up. And dude, you you did a great job. I'm not gonna lie. I was in the episode that introduced to Pow. Yep, yes, killed the man. Absolutely, pretty yes, fun. But yes, those are great episodes, and I was lucky. I could have been in Precious Cargo. Jeez. Oh, man. Uh, whoa. Is that, one, is that the one with Padma Lakshmi? Yes, it is. Uh, Jim, now please pack your knives, knives and go. go. Yeah. All right. All right. I get the uh, hint. Jim, why don't you uh, hang on for a sec? We're going to wrap the show up and stuff. and uh, Perfect. And then we'll talk about Dan. So, um <laughs> <laughs> Dan, as of course, as you know, every week we are incredibly grateful to Jim's favorite band, Five Year Mission. They provide all of the music you hear here on Trek Geeks, and uh, honestly, we love them to death. Dan, did you know they're working on year four right now? I did know that. Did you know that? I did not, which okay. is why I mentioned it to you. <laughs> yeah, so year have- four, finally. We've been waiting for it for a long time. We got word uh, from FARC last week on social media that they have started so that is something to very much look forward to. And uh, yeah, another wonderful album by the boys in Five Year Mission. Speaking of Five Year Mission, Bill, I have a story uh, to tell. Of course you do. <laughs> yes. Uh, my course, latest yeah. episode that I watched was a good one. We talked about it a little bit earlier, kind of. You know, it's a Romulan requests asylum on the Enterprise and claims that he's just a low-level roadie of a band. Oh, no. 
But it turns oh, out that he's much more important than he says he is. You know, I don't even have to say it. You can say it for me. Um, it's the defector. There you go. Nice job, man. Yay. Okay. Uh, what was that the uh, on a Page episode? I mean, the Walks on a Troy episode? Oh, Fark Page. Right. Yeah, the Fark Page. Yeah. 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 Um, wow, that's just new levels of pain yeah. and agony. No. I have to do it every week. <laughs> I got to tell Defarter's pretty good. That Thank was pretty you. good. See, I, I yeah. knew that you, I knew we brought you on the show for something, Jim. <laughs> Jim, this is two episodes in a row. You've loved his Farkism, and we got to yep. have a serious talk about your Sorry. third appearance. Just, uh, that's, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we'll get some notes from the, uh, from the producers and we'll get them too. Um, so yeah, head on out to five year mission.net dance Farkisms aside and, Get yourself all their albums. Become a Greek big fan. They're going to be uh, the official house band at the Creation Convention in Chicago this year. Nice. And uh, I know. I'm very excited about that. And um, please, show them some love because we love them and we're sure you'll be a fan. Dan. Year four. Year four. Dan, our iTunes subscriber review campaign is in its final week of the last quarter. It's the last 25 bucks we're giving away, buddy. Wow, yeah. Uh, it's really easy to get that 25 bucks too. All you have to do is uh, go and submit a review on iTunes, and you will be automatically entered into a drawing for that $25 Amazon gift card or the equivalent in U.S. dollars in your country's Amazon store. Uh, just go over to trekgeeks.com slash iTunes for more details on how you can do that. And as always, we really appreciate the reviews, positive, negative. It doesn't matter. We want to make the podcast better, and we can do that by listening to what you say in those reviews. So thank you very much. Without a doubt. Dan, next week... We have another return of the fan favorite. Ooh, I'm excited. You're excited. Well, you know, you love it. I love it. Our listeners love it. And it's time for more COC. That's what I'm calling it now, Bill. See it or skip it. COC. Yep. Oh, that's what that means. Okay. Yes. TNG. <laughs> what season? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting to that, Jim. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> TNG. Season 3 with Amy Nelson from Earl Grey, Trek FM's podcast dedicated to Star Trek The Next Generation. So we are very excited to have her join us for yet another fun-filled hour of COC. I don't think I'm going to get used to that one. Um, You know, the Cedar Skippets have been so fun to do, and we've gotten great response from everyone who's listened, except... Jim Morehouse, who thinks we're crazy when we say <laughs> you should skip episodes. Anytime you say you skip it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, we're going to have a great conversation with Amy, and uh, that's next week. Or, uh, God, what episode number is it next week? Oh, it's going to be 98. Holy wow. moly. Episode 98, closing in on 100. Century. I know. I think we may even have a, a, a special supplemental coming before too long. Spoiler too. alert. Spoiler alert. Dan, for more great Star Trek discussion, of course, we want people to check out Jim's favorite podcast, The Tricorder Transmissions, online at thetricordertransmissions.com. And, of course, for all the latest news on everything Star Trek, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been Episode 97 of the Trek Geeks Podcast. We do hope you all live long and prosper. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong series. Sorry.
Bing bong. Whoa. I, I am so scared. <laughs> Don't run and fall. <laughs> Sorry, you were channeling um, uh, Friday the 13th, and I was channeling Blair Witch Project. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that in so long. Did you Did you see the remake? No. Uh, no, I didn't either. Nor did I see Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows, because no, it looked stupid. Very stupid. I remember the first one had some parts that creeped me out a little bit. but uh, I feel like I shouldn't use the word stupid. I should just say it was very Dan- because it means the same thing. Is that how we're going to go tonight? That's how you've already decided to go. Uh, me? How about you, yeah. stupid? We get on the line and you try to scare the heck out of me, making me think a serial killer's coming to get me. I see They're making it a video game. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, do you get to play Jason? Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a multiplayer only game and it's be, it's being produced by uh, the producer of it or the guy who's paying for a, a big chunk of it is the guy who made the original one way back in the 70s or 80s whenever it came out. But it's multiplayer only and like six of you are camp counselors and one of you is Jason. And you have to work together in order to escape him while he tries to kill you. There was a Kickstarter and it made like five times more than they were asking for. Uh, and this, uh, the game's coming out next year, I think. This sounds like the government's way to figure out which one of you sick people is going to be a homicidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, can I play Jason? <laughs> I mean, Dan. <laughs> and I've seen some of the beta or alpha. I'm not sure if it's an alpha or beta. Yeah. Ooh, it's messy. <laughs> messy. Wait, you mean the code or the, the gameplay? Crime scene. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's coming out this year. Seth. Yeah. It's pretty. The, the graphics are pretty sweet. It's going to be pretty cool. I'll be getting it probably. Interesting. No. No, not really. <laughs> no real interest. Got to say. All right. Okay. What are you drinking tonight, Annie? Um, I was having a um, a uh, a Russian Imperial Stout called. Um, actually, let me find the name. Oh, all right. We'll just wait here, and and while you do that, well, you know, our listeners just, you know, well, I threw the bottle out already. Well, well God forbid. We're, we're going to be podcasting. You're supposed to have it with you. What are you um, like? Is this your first week at this? No, the directions are you're supposed to pour it into a glass, and they want you to pour it hard, so just up in the bottle and not do a a smooth pour like you would normally do. <laughs> Wake up, jerk! Oh, hi. Sorry, I'm sorry. I- Totally lost track of time. What it's were you called, saying? It's called Wake Up Dead Nitro from Left Hand Brewing Company in Longmont, Colorado. Whoa. It's a Russian Imperial Stout with um, elements of cocoa, dried fruit, and licorice notes. Wow. Okay. that's yes. that, that was worth the wait, actually. It's 10.2% alcohol by volume. Nice. I stand corrected. I apologize, because that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, normally you would take a beer and you pour it at like, you know, a 35 or 40 yep. degree angle. Yep. No, they want you to actually turn this one upside, upside down, down right away. Oh, does it have one of those nitro balls in it? Um, no, actually it doesn't. Oh, okay. Um, Guinness has those, but yeah. not this beer. Huh. Because okay. Guinness actually is poured with nitrogen. Is it tasty? It actually really is. I mean, I'm not a big licorice fan, but this, you know, the licorice notes in this are just really, really sublime. How's a coconut? It doesn't say coconut. It said cocoa. Oh, I thought you said coconut. I'm sorry. Now I don't even care for it. What? <laughs> what, what is your problem? Not, 
laughing. Just kidding. I'm trying right, so, something new myself. What are you trying? A tequila kamikaze. And here I thought you were going to say the tears of innocence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a tequila kamikaze. Very yeah. interesting. My wife, uh, I made my wife a regular kamikaze with vodka, triple second lime juice. And she said, you know, they, you can do these with tequila too. So I tried it and <laughs> whoa. I believe that. It's yummy. In and a, I, got, I got my whiskey barrel tequila. So it's got an even little better taste to it. Nice. Yeah. It's really, really smooth. In, a, in just over three weeks, we're going to be at the, um, the Jose Cuervo distillery in, uh, in Mexico. And we're doing a tour and tasting, and I can't wait. You're a jerk. Thank you. I hope Kelly has a wonderful time. What, what, what about me? You ready to do this? Wow. <laughs> wow no, I'm not done. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to hear more. No, I actually hope you have a great time. That'll be awesome. Haven't you got, have you done that before? Or was it a rum place that you drove by or something? We did the, um, the uh, Bacardi plant in, right. uh, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. Nice. So, That's awesome. Have you ever watched the show, speaking of coconut, Naked and Afraid? I have not. Oh, my God. What an absolute <laughs> show. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a description of what I'm like every time we podcast. Dear God, I hope you weren't pants. <laughs> So anyway, we're channel, ser- channel serving, right? We're on the Discovery Channel. It was some show about these egregiously large log homes. And at the top of the next hour, it became the show called Naked and Afraid, which is where they take these two people, they drop them on this tropical island or coast, and they're supposed to stay alive for 21 days. Naked. Really? Yeah. What? Why do people watch this crap? One of the guys in this episode we saw learned about his survival skills from YouTube. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, that's only going to really serve you well if your iPhone's charged and you got service. <laughs> Where they were on the Yucatan Peninsula, not so much. Oh, man. And you it's watched a, the whole episode? We, we we were stunned by how big of a train wreck it was. We only watched it was it was it's an hour long hours long marathon. We watched most of one episode and just decided we couldn't stand these idiots. Wow! See, I won't watch stuff like that anymore. Not anymore. I never really did before. I just these reality shows are so freaking ridiculous, and they do them for anything now. Yes. It's nothing but money grab for people, and I refuse to be part of the money giving grab. I think kind of like I industry them. studios. <laughs> Although I might point out that all of these studios churning out reality shows have actually churned out content. That's true. Good point. Absolutely. We're to date. <laughs> industry studios is not. <laughs> and won't. No. So you ready to do this? I'm ready. I do want to tell you something. I got lots of change coming up this week. Before what? we start, I want to tell you about my change. What change? I got a new. I, I, you're going to be disappointed, but I went back to Apple. I got an mm-hmm. iPhone seven. So you're a quitter, okay? I, I'm just more comfortable with it, and you're a quitter. Yeah, I'm saying goodbye to my beloved Jeep Wrangler this week. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Holy I'm crap! Going, I'm going back to what I uh, I love just a little bit more. Your Malibu Barbie dream car. My Malibu Barbie dream car. Nope. The uh, new Ridgeline. I uh, I decided oh, to go see. Oh, you were see. telling me about those last year. Yep. I, was, I decided to go see what they could do, and everything fell in place 
better than I could have expected. So going to be picking it up this week. Nice. Oh, it's got everything I wanted, and I'm very happy. It's got yep. everything except some very fine Trek Geek swag, which we'll have to rectify. Well, I do have a Trek Geek magnet that will be going on there that very you nice. gave me. Um, and since it has a trailer hitch on the back, I do still have my Trek Geeks trailer hitch that was on my Jeep. That'll go on there. Well, so, yeah, right. but I will be losing the Boldly Go tire cover from the Jeep. So that's a little sad. Well, that's all right, though. But that's okay. But I'm very excited. Sue's very excited. It should be pretty cool. Awesome. I'll, right. be putting, I'll post some pictures for you. <laughs> <laughs> now are you ready to do that? <laughs> Thank you, Doug Jones. Are you ready to do this? I am ready. Let's do it. <laughs> 